Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Hot Singles with yours truly, Alexis, or Rex. And alongside me is... <laughs> I was waiting for that high. I was waiting for the high. You I haven't didn't said get my name yet. It's, it's, it's Boo Cannon. Hi! <laughs> yeah! See, you gotta fucking lead with that. God damn I, it. I, was, I was trying to bait out the high. <laughs> uh-huh. No. <laughs> I was saying a charity. Saying a charity, but no, we, we, you we want. <laughs> to be honest, I do know how to get what I want, and I do it by saying Boo Cannon. Hi! Are you a Pokemon? Hang on. <laughs> That's not that would if, if I was a Pokemon, my fucking name would be Hi. Shit. Who's that Pokemon? It's Hi. Hi! Hi! Yeah. Um, that that wouldn't be a very good Pokemon. Or it's it, or or that's uh that's like my really shit like eight bit uh like uh like chipper uh from like the old games where it's like yeah, Charmander's yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. instead of like Charmander going like Charmander it's yep oh uh, that's such so a good would... Charmander yeah uh, it's oh. uh, it's it's his classic move that's Pokemon's classic trick um. um trying to think of something like um, <laughs> what the fuck was that <laughs> stummy and mewtwo <laughs> that just um, sounded like you got like a goal in sonic the hedgehog that one you know i'm gonna put the clips in don't worry um shout out to friend of the podcast twofold whose new release i've heard bits and pieces from and it includes potentially some pokemon noises and they're fucking bangers so you gotta go listen to it hell yeah um i'm excited for that this is not what we're here for this is no we're here for it's Um, we we are we are we're stalling we're stalling because we're terrified i am i am vamping because i am terrified of doing this (laughs) not not because this is not because it's not because it's hard for us to do this it's Um, quite hard to be honest (laughs) okay putting the playlist together for this was very very difficult talking freehand about the life and times of virginia producer pharrell williams is comes as easy as breathing or fine dining to me i and we all know how much boo loves hot cuisine i'm i'm saying shit like aperitif when i pull up to the crib uh Pharrell was that, was that was that a line in a uh <laughs> That sounds like a Pharrell feature bar. <laughs> yeah, no 100%. <laughs> um no, it's uh Pharrell Pharrell is my... probably my favorite producer ever, I think. Cert- it's certainly my first favorite producer ever and that that love has just endured through a career of hundreds of thousands of ups and downs uh-huh. and we have we have 20 of them laid out over his Jeez. god almost it has to be like 35 year career at this point or something <laughs> like it's i mean so late 90s to now like it's t- 25 minimum and he's probably got tw- all the stuff that hasn't seen like hasn't surfaced mm-hmm. like it's pharrell bonkers. williams <laughs> 
It's, it's, so th- this was so hard because every single time that it's in our in our free time, we mentioned to people that we were doing, hey, it's we're doing a 20 track Pharrell Williams Essentials, and we're going to be talking for a couple hours around that. What are some songs that you would like? Somebody would mention another song that it's like it's like like smack your forehead. Obvious should be on that playlist. Yep. And then I think at one point we had like maybe 50, 60 songs in the running on here. Yep. Yep. So we, we kept stalling because there was no way it's like, it's a, a, oh my God. So nuts. And it's, we, we have it in a vaguely anachronistic order on here too, but yeah, just like we, we can't hope to actually beat by beat cover everything. And that would be boring. And you should just go read a book at that point. The, but. the advantage, the advantage to that is uh Pharrell beats, uh, it's the the negative way of saying it is all sound the same, but the way I want to say it is they are timeless. Uh, they they are, show remarkable consistency. It's you. It's you got the four count. You know I hate sleeping. I'm having a bad bad day. It's about time that I get my way. Steamrolling whatever I see. Oh, despicable me. I'm having You got uh like the 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 quietest like bongo drums ever. Let me let me let me tell you a story, yes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. About a boy from the tribe called Quest. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You have the the highest claps possible. Oh. You have like default logic presets. You have you have it all. It's when when you feel like zigging, Pharrell will put your vocal track on a on a beat that zags. And that that that's the expectation. Pharrell has done R and B, hard rap, uh rock music, which I wish we could talk about more, but it's just it's there's too much to talk about here, so I think we should just get should into just it fucking, and fucking try get into it. Yeah. First so one we got here. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> you no, 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 no. I was I was just trying to stylishly transition by saying, "So, boo, where are we starting?" <laughs> oh, okay. We're gonna start with uh, Khalees "Get Along with You" from 1999, produced by. Pharrell Williams and Chad Hugo under the Neptunes. This is also this is also a duo Neptunes album, but it's Pharrell has the more chartable career and celebrity. It's mm-hmm. I want to I want to give all my enduring respect to Chad Hugo. That Chad Chad and Pharrell are both the goats. But it's we are going to be moving into like solo Pharrell production. But you know you can't have early Pharrell without the Neptunes. Not at all. Yeah. So just. Every time we say Pharrell and you think we should be saying the Neptunes, we do mean to say the Neptunes. So just keep that in mind. Covers our ass for later. Uh, Much needed. Right away, I mean, like, these these strings are just... Like, they... Oh, they're just the... God. Oh. I'm just listening to this right now. I'm letting it rock. <laughs> so, yeah. So, immediately, we're in that realm of, like... There are a couple, like... There are a couple like key synths, key vibes, like the fucking, um, Jesus, why am I, 
blanking. The Triton, Triton. Yeah. Yep. Like the, the like classic late 90s hip hop and R&B sounds are all like Triton presets. They are classic iconic sounds. And like some of them are intensely familiar. Some of them are like single presets in a banks of hundreds that turn into like the iconic sound that a particular pop track can like. Yep. Th this it's, is the talent of those. And like, it's... <laughs> yeah, go for I was just yeah, I was just gonna say it's this uh th this has one of my favorite um th this this like really highlights one of my favorite keynotes of Pharrell slash Neptune's production, which is like both really understated but really busy drum production. Like this, yeah, yeah, yeah. it it sort of takes over the whole track just because it's it's such a like it's such a fucking like oh rhythm just. Oh, that's so good. And yeah, so this is the thing where like, people were doing not identical things to this, but like, this is a launching point where you can see they've got points of contact with other R&B producers. Like there's a, you know, there are other schools of how to do R&B production floating around. And, well, I gotta, I have a name in mind that I don't wanna miss it. So I'm gonna look it up. Give me one moment. Uh, and like those those lower Pharrell string sections, so good. Just, oh. You know, it's a, a record that we did not have on here and that it's, I don't think we're gonna have time to mention during In My Mind, uh, the In My Mind section. Uh, Pharrell has a scrapped album with The Roots that is just all live uh, orchestration and like uh, like session versions of every song from In My Mind. Uh, and a lot of it is really, really good, but I think a, a lot of it also like sort of misses the point of listening to a Pharrell song on the radio or anything. If, if they toured this album, it would be awesome. But <laughs> it's... Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's not only is it a lost album, but you know, you can go, you can get it. I think it's like 128 uh, bit rate or whatever, but it's, uh -huh. it's definitely listenable. Um, no, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's tantalizing, but at the same time, it's, I don't think it's, uh, it's that much crazier than in my mind, which I think is like an enduring pop record. It's so good. Sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to take over you there. It's you, no, you no, had no, a name no, that you, you wanted to drop there. You very successfully vamped while I remembered fucking Dark Child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Uh, so very specifically, I have Dark Child in mind as like a very... Think about the fucking Brandy and Monica stuff. Like the mm -hmm. incredibly iconic, like it gets its busyness in a different way, which is rather than being like really forceful and driving in the bottom end, it's just got like a whole fucking electronic percussion suite that it's just like hitting every fucking, you know, cross stick, cowbell, like you know, China symbol, every every little bit of hardware has got to get hit. Whereas, yep. like, this is getting dragged very much more towards the, like, this sounds like electronic production and is owning that in a very different way. And, like, there has been busy R&B production before. The whole point being that, like, this has got touchstones in other 90s R&B, but still distinctly sounds like the things that we associate with them, which is that, like, incessant, very repetitive busyness, not, like, the big, like, wash of instruments and also you know the fucking train strings which are glorious mm-hmm oh <sighs> god Khalees fucking great Khalees fucking like great it. Neptune's great just just a strong start so it's good. and then uh track number two and so if you could just let this uh just let this drum line play Alexis mm-hmm yo yo 
I go by the name I'm of Pharrell. This, it's, I, it's, my childhood was 2000 and, God, like, four to 2009. In, no, like, white trash bumfuck Cape Breton, Nova Scotia. This beat still hit my fucking cafeteria tables. <laughs> There is not a lunchroom in America, North, South, or Central, where this beat has not been fucking played. Oh my god, dude. It fucking looks. Have we, have we done an episode on, uh, on Lord Willen? No, we've done a, we've done Daytona. We haven't done any clips. Yes, okay, we need to, we need to run that back. We need to... Oh my god. What a nuclear, like, it's, the beat is tiny. Oh, like the, the little, the perk line. Oh! So the oh thing that I figured out God. when I was like listening to this a bit more closely is that like the da, 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 the like big chug thing and the go, go, go. the the trunk shakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's I didn't bother to like sit down and math out when it actually happens, but it's irregular enough and also happens over and over again in the same sequence. In a way that just like I don't ever really feel like I've got a handle on when it's gonna come. It, it's perfectly staged. This is oh my god. This is yeah. It, it gives it the it, it keeps you on fucking edge. And like we'll we'll talk about fucking messing with you later. And like that's in a much more noxious, anxious beat. But like something about grinding's like genuine lack of like straightforward chunked symmetry makes it still just like really fucking edgy to listen to. Like I do not know where so I, what cool. I want to hold on to. And it just slams. It just fucking slams. But again, like, fucking empty as anything. Like, they know who the fucking stars are. They're putting them on a stage. Oh, God, it's, ah, oh, just like, it's a strong, swift, producing hand. Shining. <laughs> I'm just letting this run. It's so good. I mean, the bus is just fucking incredible too. There's, there's, yeah. Oh my god. These two fucking guys. It's I, reader. If you are bored by the dead air that is being filled up with it, first of all, the fuck are you doing here? Second of all, listen to that. What are you are, 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 This shit goes crazy. I'm sorry. I'm very antagonistic because this beat makes me. This beat turns me into fucking Ganondorf from Super Smash Brothers Melee. What Boo said. Just kicking people off the damn stage and going like. <laughs> it makes you want to flick my own puffed out cheeks and then elbow a man. <laughs> oh my god, we gotta drop it like it's hot right after this too. Yeah, let's just fucking hit it.
We're just we're just gonna make noises. We're gonna make noises for two hours. It's gonna be so good. Okay, this is the fucking moment for me. So that scent is greasy. It is genuinely really fucking overdriven and really like crunchy. And it's really important for me that that like slides in really hard, not even, you know, doesn't sound, you know, well, nicely presented. That is hard as fucking consumes the mid range. Cause it's the only time that there's any mid range in this track whatsoever. <laughs> You know, Snoop Dogg is smooth and low and, you know, just as like fluid as you could possibly like. And yeah, the, the that, that synth part is one of the most genius. This could be a fizz cheat on your man, homie. Uh, it's, I, it's, we have a lot of, we have a lot of uh, internet nomads in our hot singles audience. The, the internet video door stuck. Uh, the gentleman in that video, who the door gets stuck on in question, is doing Pharrell's verse. So if you, if I, oh my god, that synth just came back in. God, this shit is so crazy. This shit is so crazy. Rhythm and Gangsta, the masterpiece. Uh, Pharrell, at the start of his verse, talking about, see these ice creams. Uh, yeah, in the music important. video, it's we, we were talking about this earlier. It's we are gonna try and keep uh, discussion of like Pharrell's other uh, entrepreneurial endeavors to a minimum because we, we just want to focus on the beats. But you don't you don't have Pharrell without ice cream. You don't have Pharrell without BBC. You don't have Pharrell without Bape. And just to, that, to unpack that, this is uh, a bathing ape and billionaire boys club like fashion brands. Just like putting yes. that on the table for anyone who might not actually be. Oh uh, yeah, sorry. It's I. I was just I was just explaining that, and it's then I I got way ahead of myself there. Yeah, 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 In the music yeah. video, Pharrell points to uh, blurred out shoes, which you are led to believe are ice creams, but they are actually just bapes does. Uh huh. Which is so hard. Ladies, oh man. Right, just like the idea that you could walk in a music video, drop a line about your shoes, and have your shoes be blurred out because they're an illegal product. Yeah, just fucking. How? It's, it's crazy. It's Pharrell. It's Pharrell knew from the jump that these were going to these were going to change the world, and then that gave us the Pusha T and Drake uh, beef. In in as many words, we talked about that during Daytona. How? Yeah, we did. We it's, did. Uh, Clips wearing vape is uh, why Drake now clarifies that he is a son at every opportunity. To be clear, this goes via Wayne, via um, uh, via know, Birdman, via, uh, via as as ever, everything in the game does. Yeah, that's a that's a roundabout way to get it. But thank you yeah. so much for how you fucking create the culture. Thank you. Now. It's look, it's he knew it's he was telling them to get back because these are gonna change shit. Oh yeah, and it's true. Just, just to finish off on the beat. Like I've talked about the synth because I think it's the genius thing in this song that like almost never gets replicated. But just like the fucking white white noise paint spray hiss pinging oh, ear to ear, just like. Oh. Everything they do is like so, I'm not gonna say monumental. Monumental implies it's like big and static and everything. It is just like really transparent and like flat. Like I always get a sensation of flatness when I hear Pharrell beats. Um, yeah. He's very rare that he creates like extremes of depth. Often it's incredibly dry as well. 
it's because um, it's he's working with like the tiniest equipment possible. It's he's he's using a fucking micro korg for those yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, those those synths. I guarantee you that's just like a Almost preset. Sound, yeah. But yeah, you just like micro korg drive it a bit, and then you got that noise. But yeah, just like everything is like arrayed right in front of you, like really flat in front of you, and just it works out so so beautifully. Just yeah, um, producing like really uncanny beautiful. Fucking stunning noise. Absolutely. With this just like incredibly MP. Oh, we got uh sorry, we just we just pulled up on front and on my end now. Yeah, we did just pull up on front. Yeah. Let's just fucking keep going. Yep. Sexy. Uh this is it's this is like <laughs> it's I love when this is like this is like the start of Pharrell like being convinced that he was like a funk guitar god, which then yeah. later gave us like NERD. This is the this is like it's like a it's I don't know, I still don't know if it's like a guitar actually being played because I both no, Pharrell this, this and Chad is a, this is a fucking sin. this is a sin. It's, both Pharrell and Chad can play guitar, uh, but it like it's. Yeah. So there, in interviews, he says he was channeling Prince and wanted to give him this song. And Prince is like, yeah. no, fuck that. <laughs> Which is understandable. <laughs> Prince sees this dude like wearing like in, like camo shorts, a heather gray t-shirt, and like a yellow trucker hat. And he's like, no, get out. No. <laughs> no, just not up to his standards. Uh, that's so funny. But, but yeah, on a, on a basic level, like Pharrell's... There's two things. So Pharrell is good at channeling people. We're going to talk about this a bunch. Like he's got like yes. his own lane that he's very comfortable in, but he's also very good at like, I'm going to drag out this aesthetic and present it in my, you know, in my style with my vocabulary. Um, and this is him doing Prince. It's just that like, you know, this is not only close enough to the things that he was already doing, probably because Prince was close enough to what the thing he was already doing. Mm -hmm. But also his voice works. Like he's not a stunning singer. But he's no, just he no, he is not. No. We're coming up to in search of after this, and no, we, yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> but not on a basic level. Like he's got enough of the attitude that it just translates. And I just, I for the longest time I looked at Pharrell and I just thought, no, I do not buy you a pop star. And then you just listen, <laughs> I listen a bit longer, and just like, ah, you can kind of convince me. Yep. Oh, it's. Oh, and then Jay's over here. Do you, do you, it's the era where Jay-Z features were not like hot dog water. It feels so distant now. Like it's, everybody knows he's a motherfucking monster. Everybody knows he's a motherfucking monster. Oh, Jesus. Also, it's, uh, could you? It's sorry. It's uh, for. It's uh, we. It's uh, we're, we're not doing the biography here. We are fully in like Pharrell is fully entrenched in the production scene right now. Pharrell, it's uh, it's a beat did not go to Prince, so it went to Jay Z and himself. Yes, and like, like that's, he is big that, that's all. And, that's that's already yeah. cosmic levels of swagger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just like th to be convinced that you can move in front of the mic from behind it. Like, sorry, wait, yeah. hang on. In front of the desk instead of behind it. Yeah, that's, that's a better way of putting it. Um, yeah, just like the amount of fucking arrogance you must have. <laughs> like the, the nuts on this guy. Um, yeah, no, I, I, he is fundamentally an R&B star at this point though. He's not a rapper. And like, it comes across in everything that he's trying to do. Like he cannot just like, 
He would sound silly on top of Grindr at this point in his career, but he sounds perfect on top of a Prince prestige. Like, this yes. is important. Like, there's a big difference between what he can and can't do at this point. And you got, you got those lower range, like, string sections in there, too. Yeah. Oh, oh but, I mean, so again, good. the fucking Rhodes, again, has to be incredibly plastic. Like, this has to be a Rhodes preset on a keyboard and not an actual Rhodes with the, like, lush tails and the nice releases and things like that. It has to be fucking dead and flat as hell. But the chord sequence is good enough because they're just great songwriters. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, it's Truth or Dare. Truth or Dare. We have here from Khalees, Pusha T, and N-E-R-D. Tell me about this one. Uh, okay. Now, it's some 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 opening context. Uh, N-E-R-D is probably, probably my favorite band of all time. And it's, I, I say that with... Oh god. It's I think it's it's Pharrell trying to do like the Virginia grunge guitar rock stuff with Chad Hugo, Shay Haley, uh Rhea Dummett, and Eric Green. And Oh my god. It's they uh It is mostly shit. Like it's I, I feel like on a critical level it's most people would agree that like most of the songs that NERD have written that aren't like Omega bangers are kind of just like Pharrell waving his dick around. But In Search Of is so good. It's so good. When I th- when I think of like skate culture and I think of like snow, when I think of like sports, when I think of like rock, In Search Of is always where my mind goes first. And if you disagree with me, Tyler, the creator, agrees with me. So you can go suck a dick. Exactly. With Tyler. Yup. So yeah, I will say this. Like, I tried getting to any idea and I failed back in the day. Like, I was not (laughs) anywhere near this, like, culturally or socially. So, like, it kind of makes sense that I never, like, got it. But, you know, you know. The, uh... I, I get it. It's just that, like, I was listening to guitar music at this point, and this made no sense to me. <laughs> no, it's... Because it's... It's uh, it's In Search Of is actually two albums... Pull, pull nerd emoji. Uh, pushes up glasses. In Search Of is actually two albums. In 2001, it was released just as pure Neptune's beats. Uh, and then they were like... Uh, uh, I don't know. It's, we, want it to, we want it to sound, like, totally different. So it's they got Spy Mob, who was also signed to like uh, Virgin Virgin Records and then Star Trek Pharrell's label afterwards, and they're like, hey, can you record like some crazy like rock uh, companionship on this? And it's I think they did a really good job. I think it sounds so cool. <laughs> It's, it, it, it makes it sound funkier. It's, Truth or Dare especially sounds eons better. But it's... Oh. This this is the N.E.R.D. section. Because uh, it's... Most of N.E.R.D. Uh, has remained like an afterthought in Pharrell's career right up until recently. Uh, like it's the albums, depending on who you ask, you know, just get worse and worse. Um, but... God, in search of is so good. It's so good. It's we we picked Truth or Dare because I think 
this is this is one of the last times that uh, Kalisa Pusha T would show up. Come on, come on. Oh, that cutout! That cutout is so good. Uh, it's the last time like they kind of show up on this list in fuller uh, perpetuity. Oh, this part. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the last time they show up on this list with like for a while. So it's it's nice to just sort of like button up this crazy early experimenting like late '90s, early thousands phase of Pharrell's work before he would slowly move on into like the total mid-aughts pop mastery that he would be just non-stop flexing on top of you know like the crazy fashion shit flying all over the world that fado guitar solo so crispy <laughs> so cool i'm sorry i talked over all of that i love no, no, any no, no. rds so you needed much. to because i ain't i don't go shit about any idea. no one ever really dies baby i'm saluting this sounds like a visual novel chapter opening. <laughs> and if this were on an organ, this would open in an echo scene. This, I was gonna. This is this is Yumi Nico. Nelly, hot in here. Don't forget the two R's. <laughs> Yo! Uh, shout out to shout out to our good friend Autumn, who occasionally used to serve Nelly hot drinks. What? That's so cool. He's a he's a he's a solo native. He's a nice guy. Apparently, yeah. But that's you, good. You, that's good. You, you don't go around. Um, wait, hang on. I think about Nelly. I swore it was Nelly. Was it not Nelly? No, you know, he was, he's a similar person. I saw that the, the bio right. said born in Austin, Texas. And I was like, wait, hang on. But no, he's a similar guy. And I get it like beep, beep, beep. And I get it like beep, beep. It's getting hot in here. So take off all your clothes. I am getting so hot. I will take my clothes off. Oh my God. Just, again, it's, you, you said it yourself. Pharrell, so good at, Featuring artists. Yeah. He puts people on pedestals in a. I just thought about the Kendrick line. Sorry, that distracted me momentarily. Putting people on pedestals. <laughs> put the people on the pedestal. <laughs> oh, yeah, put the pussy on a pedestal. He sounds like Jim Carrey on that beat. That pussy to die for. That that's the most gremlin Kendrick ever. Like it's, it's whenever horrible. I think about whenever I think about that little like uh, like uh, gremlin Kendrick voice where he's like. I walk around the house. I'm like, I got nothing to do. Uh, it's I. He looks. It's you know those like edits of Keanu Reeves where he's like really tiny. That's yeah, what Kendrick yeah, yeah. sounds like on those. And on the fucking Goosebumps remix, he's just he's like two inches tall. Uh huh. He's he's begging to walk into that pussy for the love of God. Oh, stay good. But yeah, like he knows how to fucking sell an RBIs. like just so well, so well. My clothes are. A little bit of ah, ah. oh, it's so good. I can, again, I can like, hear that. I can hear that in the studio where Pharrell gets those like little like rhythm like beep beep, and Nelly's like then a little bit of duh, duh, and then they go ah, and then they start running yeah. around the booth. Exactly. Yeah. It's just it's just like again, a flat hiding in the background, but just like busy and 
you know, like it fucking sizzles. It's it's got it's got the fucking sauce. It's so good. It's perfect and weird foundation. It's so mm. it's so cool. Yeah, but I mean, like again, this to me isn't ridiculously out of step with. Yeah, like. I mean, like, how close does this sound to the, the, the first Kalista we talked about? Like, it's not nearly a miles away. Like, it's advanced in that this is, like, tighter, like, less lush, less full of, like, this, this, is, this is like, but... it's the, this, the sound of the club has changed and Pharrell is totally accommodated to that. Yeah, it's just, like, the format and, like, the, the sort of vocabulary, the, like, the sort of, like, you know, fucking cowbell, busy, single percussion sample like single chord, chord pattern played with no reverb no lushness whatsoever like everything just sort of retreating getting drier and then you know what the, yeah like you said what the so club high. sounds like has changed because just like this is the about as trad as his pop smashes get because the run of stuff we got coming up next is just like oh he starts flexing a little <laughs> it's, it's, it's he's mean mug in the booth oh yeah They've, they sort of fucking went on one for a little bit. Yeah. So this is Senorita. This is a track that I was like, adamant needed to be on here. Um, because like, on every songwriting level, this is genius. Yep. Um, so he's a friend of mine. Cool sequence, incredible. Like, um, just, you know, parallel movement to like, interrupt the cadence. The, the, the everything times it gets the end of a phrase my it's, my my date gets I, hard in a very when I, when, way. when I first when I first heard this it's I was like Pharrell and Jamiroquai should link up oh obviously though that would be crazy but uh no it's JT will do this, this is our he, he this does. is this is our solid oh he's so good on that I fuck I hate Justin Timberlake so much but oh he glides on this it's it's well, it's uh well, when was Justified? Justified was 2002. Yeah, it's 2002. Was, the, was this, this his, was this his first solo record? Yeah, it was. It was. Oh my! Like already at this point, just like speed running through. Like two, this is a tool assisted speed run, like in, in pop excellence. And again, it's, just it's like, track one too. It's, it's track Pharrell, one. The Pharrell, Pharrell had the honor of introducing Justin Timberlake's illustrious solo career entirely. And just like this is like again similar playbook. Like obviously the format has changed because like of course you can like flex and do a sort of like you know, you know. What even is the genre? Just like I have a feeling that they probably called it like this has got a Spanish flair to it in the fucking marketing material and they never said anything about it ever again. Yeah. But just no. like obviously just like you know completely change up the stylings, completely change up the tempos and still just be so completely in control of the thing. It's genuinely shocking. Like I cannot get enough of this beat. And JT uh, fucking kills the performance. That's it's okay. So for all of the, here's what I will say about Justin Timberlake. Oh my god, that! Oh my god, dude, he's so good. Um, no, it's he must be like one of the easiest guys to work with in the studio, ever. Like, it's, you could probably like throw anything at just, huh? He feels a bit like a musical performing puppy dog. Yeah, I don't really want to think about that right now. It's I'm. It's, uh, I'm, I'm sort of, it's, I still have to, like, hold the candle for, I still have to hold the candle for, uh, Miss Jackson. Mm. 
but uh, and also Prince. We were just talking about how for it's uh you know for uh, it's Prince said no. It's uh but it's the Prince and JT beef is not for this episode, but God, he sounds so good on this. Uh. It's uh, Lewis Cole needs to do covers of these. I just heard JT hit like a <laughs> like the same way Lewis does. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Just the, the love deal bit for our ooze in the background. I was just, it's a, we're, it's, this is so confident and it's, it's like, so like the twinkling keys. It's, this is, it's for, for bridge, bridge master. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we had the fucking incredible bridge breakdown and then now we get this sort of like extended outro. Like, yeah. Uh, actually, real quick, I do. It's I'm gonna make a qu a quick live editing decision. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tuck one more song in here that I realized we really need. It's it's just one more, and we like it a lot. Uh huh. Uh huh. It's a uh, it's if you wanna refresh our live playlist, you can see it's in between track 16 and 18 there. I just re I just realized this. We need to have that one in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I see ya. And it's it's uh, it's hour twenty five. We're breezy. It's, we've run out of stuff. I think we've kind of run out of stuff to talk about at JT. So we're kind of just vamping and having a yeah, good time no, I right mean, now. I mean, why not? You, you get a fucking vibe to Senorita while we ad lib at you. What's uh, what's the, the what's the problem the ladies, with that? The ladies' good morning line is shit, and I don't care because he's convinced me in the rest of the track. <laughs> but yeah, again, fucking. He that's that's the most Justin Timberlake shit ever. Like, oh god, Entirely. that was awful. But he he was charming enough, so it's convinced me. Yeah. Okay. Like. Ah, this track. Okay. So, Boo, you asked me a question, which was, what was the first Pharrell track that I knew was a Pharrell track, or like, what was the first Pharrell track that I knew? And the answer was, it was this, Kalisa's milkshake, <sighs> which is definitely one of the. Uh, relatively early like crossover tracks in the UK in a way that a lot of the other stuff particularly the hip hop stuff just did not um, like obviously JT did I didn't recognise Senoria as a Pharrell beat this was so weird and singular and strange that I just like I had to learn it and figure it out and the, the answer is it's fucking Neptune's yep Milkshake is unique this I, this, I, I this was, bass a, sounds like a can full of wasps yeah Again, the, the stuff that's greasy and slimy should not also be completely fucking flat and dead. It's like it, it it's almost it, it almost sounds like dystopic. Like it's so good. Yeah. Like it's and the, like a different. This, this, this could have been the song that that uh, blue lady performs in the Fifth Element. I would have been like, <laughs> hell yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. For, Freak with a PH shit. Oh. Oh. You want me to teach me? Oh my god! <sighs> yeah. On a basic level, like, the hook is good enough that they could do literally, they could literally sing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star on the verses and I wouldn't care. <laughs> I, uh, oh my god. Boo. 
I was an yeah. infant when this was released. What is a milkshake? Mm-hmm. You you don't oh. Hmm. 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 Well Well now I'm nervous to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry. I mean I guess it's there's there's not like a direct like physical physical analog but it is it's sort of just like the essence she's talked about this all the time like in interviews it's 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 just it's just it what she has is it it's it's the the female essence and it is it uh, right now, it's uh, in 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 the beautiful in the beautiful uh, Metro Vancouver area. There are ads for Uber Eats right now that feature Khalees drinking a milkshake. Uh huh. And it's a, and it's bring all your boys to the yard, which feels um it, it feels like they're trying to do like a it's as every advertisement does now. It, they're trying to do like a like a like a big Super Bowl crossover level event. But it's oh, about yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. no, it's like you guys are like literally just advertising pussy now. You are doing that. Uh-huh, this my shit. All the girls gonna be like this. Oh. So yeah, this is another one that I was like Adam and we had to have on. Yep. Because Holbrook Girl is like, I, we talked about this. If anyone caught the the stream we did about tracks of the decade, uh, Billboard tracks of the decade. Like, yep. Holbrook Girl is insane. This guitar line, that's my. Mm-hmm. That's my shit. It slides oh, in mm-hmm. so effortlessly. That's my shit. That's my shit. The fucking sub drop as well. A boom. Oh. So few elements to be just an absolute, like, behemoth of a track. It, so the thing was really funny, because, like, we've gone on a, a relative aggression here from Hot in Here, which sounds like a lot of, like, 90s R&B butt updated. Senorita, which is one of those pastiche tracks, a bit like front. Khalees is a workout. And then this is about as close as you can get to be like, I'm gonna make grinding but for a pop star. This is, it's it's like, this is, this is the white girl classic. Entirely. Oh, oh. This is, this is, this is is the white woman classic. Misery Misery Business is also right there, but this one. Uh, This one, it's, it's I you you can play this at pep rallies. You can play this for cheerleader routines. You can play this at football games. You can play this in the club. You can play this in the car. You can play this to a baby. It's. I mean, it's probably like. God, is is it like top ten songs ever made? I mean, I, I keep fucking selling it to people, and every time it it's got more to give. See, that's what I'm saying. Like it's. Oh my god, that brass! It's so good. The chord, chord writing is again insanely good. Just like, you know, just very straightforwardly insanely good pop writing on top of like needing so Smash few it. elements to, to like Smash nail it. Ooh. For one of the oh. funny things is like, the reason this track exists is Gwen Stefani was constantly getting accused of basically being like a fake real pop star. 
So she decided to be a real fake pop star. She's like, stop. Is bananas. B A N A N A N A Oh my god. Is bananas. B A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A it's it's bizarre. Like we 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 are playing Hollow Bad Girl, like uh, underscoring our discussion right now. But go pause our podcast, go listen to Hollow Bad Girl, and then come back. Yeah. Just again, this is a track that's meant to be a piss take, and it is the most sincere and punchy and like powerful piss take you could possibly end up getting. And again, this is kind of what you mean by this is the ultimate white girl. Like it really is. It just nails it. Okay, let's let's fucking change speeds a bit. <laughs> You know we back. Right? We do. Oh, this is clear the streets out. Clear the streets out. Come on with it. <laughs> Star Trek. Niggas is haters. I'm doing deals like the majors. Ice cream. Ask, ask any hater. producer that you know. This beat is top three. T-shirts because they hate us. Like Snoop say, step your game up. It's Double duck a boat. It's, it's evil. It's beat notches. It's beat wants to choke you. Just last week I was out in Aspen. Me and Puff hopping off the plane. Oh my God. This beat sounds like a damn crocodile. Again, minimal elements. But just it's enough and enough space now. That they decided, you know, we can fucking ramp up the atmosphere. So fucking uh, and it's, we just went past it, but I mean, it's uh, this 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 in particular is where I really want to stress the oh that the Tabri. it's the the Pharrell verse is is an art in uh, staying in your own lane, being patient. Just talking about the just last week, I was out in Aspen, me and Puff hopping off the plane, both us laughing. A week before that, I was out in Italy. Italian heartthrobs could not get rid of me. I've been down in Telegram, me and like 10 hoes. Like it's, he's just, Pharrell is not worried about local beef or anything. He's, he can just do the fight. He's just good wherever. He's just hanging out. Uh, Pharrell, Pharrell's always like hopping on a beat and like saying like, picture me doing Tai Chi with 50 naked women in your baby mama crib. It's like, what the hell are you talking about? That was crazy. Okay, everybody meet Mr. Me Too. I know what you think. Thinking why I call you Me Too. Cause everything I say, I got you saying Me Too. I say I got a Benzo, you say Me Too. You hanging out the window so they can see you. But you ain't hanging out that window when you in that G2 or that G3, G4 like we dose. Star Trek clip, Malice Cus. Come on. So awesome. And oh, Malice, no beat on Malice, yeah. no drums on Malice. Not the Malice fast, she fucking knows it. Yeah, this, this, this beat's perfect. I don't really feel the, like that much. I mean, it's how to, it's, we don't have to intellectualize it. This beat sound like overhead lights. This beat. 
It's an evil crocodile. Beats fucking lasers at you from the future. This beat was gonna give to uh, was gonna be given to Jay. He couldn't have done anything with it. Needed to be no, he couldn't. Have. Like, sorry, Jay Z is not good. I, I say this facetiously, but Jay Z is not a good rapper. Good, good Jay, gave, Jay, yeah, Jay gave this Jay gave this beat back actually. So I think he knew. Uh, you know, it's Jay, Jay has made many quiet money moves over the years. Giving this beat up to Clips is definitely like top five. I'm being facetious, but like nah. Uh, it's to come back. It's we're gonna be talking about Tyler a lot as we uh, move further into like closer to like the 2010s here. Uh. Well, th this is his favorite beat of all time, and so he could talk about that. Entirely forever. unsurprising. Yeah. So fire, so good. Worlds, 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 racist. Worlds, 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 racist. Oh man. I mean, we gotta. It's we have to talk about in my mind on here. Pharrell's debut album released like ten years after his many production runs. Uh, and th this is this is the most famous song off it because it is good. It's yeah. really good It basically sounds like a redo on front and just with, like the chord progression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much uh, And Kanye is on here And he does do a good job That's pretty that's pretty much all we got to say here. There's it's Pharrell, Pharrell once again doing the 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 R&B frontman stuff, but it's it's like it's he's so good at like bringing that club sound into it as well, and it's like it's his vocal layering is so much better, so he actually does sound yes. like a singer here. He's so much more self-assured. Awesome. Entirely, entirely. Like this is like game depth in a way that I think basically no other track on the that we've hit so far. It's, th this is like this is like after John Legend hit and everybody was like, oh shit, I have to learn piano for real now. Yeah, I've got to orchestrate, I've got to arrange in a way that's beyond just like you know, like block out space for a superstar to hit on top of. And I mean, this is such a incredible wild juxtaposition to exactly what's gonna happen in the track after this. But like, <laughs> intervening is like five years of him not actually producing much and yes, just being a global superstar. So it's yeah. We, it's God. We we have a we have a, a lot of between like 2007 and 2012. Yes. Yeah. Actually, it's while we're while we're here, there's a song from 2008, uh, Whams by Fallout Boy, <laughs> that Pharrell produced, and it's I wanted on here so bad, but it's we just had to cut it. Like it's, just, it's, it's a fucking Fallout Boy song that sounds mostly like a Fallout Boy song. <laughs> it's like it's. But yeah, there, there there wasn't anything interesting to discuss about it beyond it being like, oh, that's kind of weird. And I guess that's what Pharrell was up to. Yeah, I mean, Whereas I think more than anything, he was up to like defining culture and fashion. So. Yes, it's Pharrell. Pharrell was up to stuff at this point. Like it's it's we're it's we're moving through six years of dead air. But it's like Pharrell. Pharrell's wearing bape. Pharrell's got billionaire boys club off the ground. He's hanging out with Nigo more often. They're talking about something called human made that nobody gives a shit about, even though it's like the best denim in Japan. I'll go on the record as saying that. Wow. 
uh, it's no at this point Pharrell had enough hits where it's he kind of actually just became a legit celebrity like he's he's always had cosmic pull uh, behind the decks but now with with number one like this he's kind of just a celebrity now he's hung around so many people for long enough that he, he just through osmosis he is a person that we are told to care about which I did not need to be told to care about Pharrell that's I love this fucking no, guy no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah so and it's he did produce stuff again like it's it's not just like the fallout boy song being like, oh that's weird and then he was just doing fashion all the time but it's honestly we've spent a lot of time here like saying like yeah Pharrell's done a killer run it's 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 just been non-stop for like eight years just so yeah it's in my mind drops Pharrell feels like he said what he needs to say and he starts focusing on other stuff while still producing on the side and then a uh, young and then, man by the name of Frank Ocean shows up. So yeah, fast forward 2012. Bear in mind, we just talked about like, oh, Pharrell's just discovered he can also do like vocal layering and orchestration and arrangement. And then get asked to do that for ironic purposes and produces possibly one of the pop tracks of the decade. Well, like, I think this is my favorite track on Channel Orange. And it's one of the most, like, biting, scary ways of making, uh, you know, a good times big band track. Mm -hmm. I, I want to mention it's, it's, uh, we come to, like, the, the nucleus point of talking about how much Tyler loves Pharrell on this. Frank Ocean, member of Odd Future, if you forgot. And here's, here's Pharrell producing for him. In a, in a sort of, like, nucleus combining moment. This is kind of the moment where Pharrell is... Pharrell's, like, production is aware of the idea of Pharrell production. Exactly. Because enough time, enough time has passed where going back to that has kind of come back into... You hey, listeners. Hope you're enjoying the episode. This is Alexis in the editing suite. Just apologizing. Because Sweet Life is such a great song, we decided to sing over most of it. Hope that doesn't badly affect your experience of the rest of this podcast. I've chopped out the bits that are particularly off-key or clipping. Cheers. Enjoy the rest of the episode. So I see the world when you got the beach. know I see the world. When, when you, you got, got the beach, beach. oh, so I'm sorry. So you said you got to do that. You one. nailed it on the on the self awareness point because like this is the first four count that drops into no drums. It's the first four count anti drum. Like it drops into the roads. It's so clever. I like it's it. So it's good. if it that's so like 2012 sort of like honestly that's that's like sort of awkward pretty oh, yeah, 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 in a way yeah. if that makes sense where it's like. Whatever you like. Sorry. Um, God, this song is so good. Whatever it takes you, man, it high. Alexis, we have to do a cover of this. Sweet life. Sweet life. Sweet life. Sweet life. 
my god, so good. I'm a landscaper and a housekeeper since you were born. So always at you born. So why see the world when you got the beach? So no, I see the world when you got the beach. God, I hope we don't get fucking like DMCA'd. No, it's, uh, like, it's, Fr Frank's always been a very cinematic, uh, oriented kind of person, so it's like, that, that's like the perfect intro for your, like, your sort of awkward but very handsome lead who's, like, trying to figure out why this rich girl is interested in him And, and just, like, fundamentally, like, Pharrell's, uh, Pharrell's ability to do the fucking, this is, like, the, like, Inhabiting the the like big band like good times R and B like orchestrator so perfectly while retaining the kind of like most sickly flatness that makes it so fucking insidious. Like it works because it's like this is a song that works because it's a Pharrell song. It like delivers yeah. an incredibly scary, noxious emotional punch because it sounds like flatter and more plastic than it ever has any right to. And it's so good. So good. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's a uh, mellow. Oh, Malay. Sorry, Malay yeah, yeah. on guitar there. So good. All right. Blurred Lines is a song by American singer Robin Thicke featuring fellow American musicians T.I. and Pharrell Williams from the former sixth studio album of the same name. Solely produced by the latter, it was released as the album's lead single on March 26, 2013 through Star Trek Recordings and Interscope Records. For the lyrics, Thicke said the song is about his former wife, Paula Patton. Musically, Blurred Lines is an R&B and pop track with instrumentation consisting of bass guitar, drums, and percussion. The song received generally negative reviews from critics, with some saying it glorified rape culture. Commercially, the song topped the charts of 25 countries and reached the top five of six others. Blurred Lines spent 12 consecutive weeks atop the US Billboard Hot 100, making it the longest running single of 2013 in the United States. In June 2018, the song was a certified diamond certification by the Recording Industry Association of America. It became one of the best-selling uh, singles of all time, with sales of 14.8 million, simultaneously breaking the record for the largest radio audience in history. The song was nominated for war awards, including Record of the Year and Best Pop Duo slash Group Performance at the 56th Annual Grammy Awards. Upon release, Blurred Lines was criticized for trivializing sexual violence, objectifying women, and reinforcing rape myths. Katie Russell, a spokeswoman for Rape Crisis, a charity that raises awareness and understanding of sexual vi violence, sorry, said the lyrics glamorized violence against women and reinforced rape myths. They thought the lyrics and the video seemed to objectify and degrade women using misogynistic language and imagery that many people would find not only distasteful or offensive, but also really quite old-fashioned. They concluded, saying certain lyrics are explicitly sexually violent and appear to reinforce victim-blaming rape myths. In the United Kingdom, more than 20 universities banned the songs from use at student events. At the University of Edinburgh, students' association officials stated that the song violates its policy against rape culture and lad banter and promotes an unhealthy attitude towards sex and consent. It was also banned in other British institutions, including Plymouth University, Leeds University, 
University of Derby, Queen Mary University of London, Kingston University, University of Bolston, Queen's University Belfast, University of Birmingham, University of East Anglia, University of the West of Scotland, and a number of Oxford and Durham colleges. Williams initially defended Blurred Lines. The singer told NPR there was nothing misogynistic about it, and he was grateful to everybody that supported the song. Further defending the song, Williams mentioned to Pitchfork that there was nothing controversial about it and appreciate how Blurred Lines helped Thick to a place where he deserves to be vocally. In October 2019, Williams told GQ he didn't get it because he thought women enjoyed the song and connected to its energetic spirit. The singer then said he realized there are men who use that same language when taking advantage of a woman. The singer said he did not act or think like that. He only cared about how it affected women. He opened his mind to what was actually being sung in the song and how it could make a person feel. He concluded by mentioning that he realized we live in a chauvinist culture in our country. Hadn't realized that and didn't realize some of my songs catered to that. East Anglia. Yeah, I I didn't feel great about that one. But you did f- wonderfully. Um, there was a lawsuit about this track. Marvin Gates. Oh my god. Marvin Gates family sued Pharrell and the you know the writers. It was solo written by Pharrell, right? Oh uh, no, there are other credits. Yeah. Well, okay. There's a Robin Thicke writing credit, Pharrell writing credit, and then Clifford Harris T.I. Yeah, T.I. And then Marvin Gaye's been added. This effectively sort of like blags Marvin Gaye's vibe entirely. Specifically because it's a Pharrell track, it sounds shallow and plastic and flat in a way that makes Robin Thicke sound transparently ridiculous but he did not need any help with that he didn't need it but it does it's like Pharrell for all he's good at could not do this well he couldn't even make this work couldn't make the the, the, the theft work it's a shit track and I'm glad everyone hates it now yep I it's you know if if we're talking for all, we do got to talk about this run of tracks in 2013 that is so fucked up. Uh, can you can I uh, can I get a wind up? Yeah, absolutely. There's your fucking wind up. Happy. What is, I'm about to say. Happy is a song written, produced, and performed by American musician Pharrell Williams. Releases the only single from the soundtrack album for this film, Despicable Me 2, 2013. The song was first released on November 21st, 2013, alongside a long-form music video. The song was reissued on December the 16th, 2013, by Backlot Music under exclusive license to Columbia Records, a division of Sony Music. The song also served as the lead single for Williams' second studio album, Girl, 2014. Happy is an up-tempo soul and neo-soul song, on which Williams' falsetto voice has been compared to Curtis Mayfield's by critics. The song has been highly successful, being at number one in the United States, United Kingdom, Canada, Ireland, New Zealand, and 19 other countries. It was the best-selling song of 2014 in the United States, with 6.45 million copies sold for the year, as well as in the United Kingdom with 1.5 million copies sold for the year. It reached number one in the UK on a record-setting three occasions and became the most downloaded song of all time in the UK in September 2014. It's the eighth highest-selling single of all time in the country. It was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Original Song. A live rendition of the song also won the Grammy Award for Best Pop Solo Performance at the 57th Annual Grammy Awards. The music video for Happy was nominated for Best Male Video and Video of the Year at the 2014 MTV Video Music Awards. It also won the Grammy Award for Best Music Video at the 57th Annual Grammy Awards. The song was Billboard's number one single for 2014. 
Happy was the most successful song of 2014, with 13.9 million sales units worldwide. Um, I I still do love this bridge. I do. Yeah. It's good. the the problem with Happy is that it is actually a great song, but it is. I get goosebumps thinking about it just because I'm like, <laughs> like it's just. This also this also got a 24 hour music video, which which was just 20 well, the happy loop for 24 hours and just Pharrell's friends on a steady cam in Los Angeles yeah. dancing along to it. Like fundamentally, it's a movie time track, and I just don't buy it. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's I I've put the alternate alternate cover to uh, Pharrell's Happy in here. This is one of the legit covers. Mm. Uh, in our Cinco's chat here. Quick cover watch is probably like the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Fucking hell. We get we could make this the art for the we we don't have to put my uh tight mark on here. Yeah, we yeah, could just yeah. make this the art for the uh for the episode. Happy, 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 happy. It's uh for it's this uh girl, the the album this is yeah. from, not from Despicable Me. Uh, fine movie, by the way. Despicable uh, Me 2, to be clear. Despicable Me 2, yes. Uh, his soundtrack on Despicable Me 1 goes nuts. That is, it's With actual orchestration, he's really good. Now, it's uh, after after Labelheads heard the next song that we will be playing, they, they were like, hey, do you want to record an album? Which is like, it's like... It's, could you imagine like immediately like hearing that something's going to be a hit and signing somebody on for one album? Just being like... We're going to make so much money off this song that we are going to sign you for one album on this. Please. Oh, man. Um, hey, nothing here. It's just a yeah. fine song. What's up? Hey, boo. Yeah. Check out Daft Punk's new single, Get Lucky, if you get the chance. Sound of the Summer. Ah, oh, that's so true. This song's great. This song's so good. I, How did this all this happen we, in such quick succession? <laughs> it's this is oh my god! Like Ram is twenty thirteen. <sighs> Fucking Bloodlines is twenty thirteen. Happy's twenty thirteen and lasts all the way through twenty fourteen. Like this man was like the legend of the penis. Thank you. What keeps the planet spinning? Ah. Uh, the force from the beginning. Low. We've come so far to give up who we are. So let's raise the bar and our cups to the stars. So it's uh, like eight tracks ago, we were like, oh, Pharrell is not secure as a vocalist at all. And here he is on literally the sound of the summer with Niall Rogers and Daft Punk doing what the fuck ever. Like, Pharrell was not here as a producer. 
Pharrell, like, this is a track that is not Pharrell's, like, inhabiting someone else's production, sorry, like, songwriting modes. To no, that's, that's Daft Punk yeah, doing yeah. it this time. Like, but the thing is, Daft Punk aren't in the business of, like, inhabiting other people's headspace to record in their own style. They literally just recreated, like, an 80s studio to make, like, big disco. Like, they just... This, 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 sorry, this, what is this I'm feeling? If you want to leave, I'm with it. Ah, uh, uh -huh. it's I, that is burned into my. Even if we forget everything about Ram, yeah. that is ta taped into my memory because I watched the Saturday Night Live teaser that announced this album. Oh, with that, just at least like literally one thousand times. Bunk. Oh man. So yeah, like that's oh I yeah yeah yeah, so yeah you go like, you go you go. Yeah, I mean. Pharrell has a habit of inhabiting other songwriters and other songwriting styles to put stuff into his own vernacular. Daft Punk were not doing that. They were just fully recreating an entire, like, studio from 1979. In which yep. case, like, Pharrell, Pharrell comes in, like, being a spangly, shiny pop star with that fucking jacket. The jacket is great. Um, and just fucking owns the space. Like, he is still just yep. that guy. He is that pop star. And that's okay. He can still just be that guy. And that's, like... Knowing he has that in him is just like insanely like impressive. Like, I, you cannot hold this track against him in any way conceivably. Like, he just fucking owns it. Uh, it's I I feel pretty good saying that eventually we are gonna be talking about Ram in totality. So it's I I wanna I wanna hold a lot of my larger thoughts on this song by itself for that uh but i mean like god this song is so good oh it, it's hear those hear those little uh, fruity ass robots here they come yep God, I forgot this song is six minutes. Yeah. I remember, I remember when it's uh, like it leaked, and we were like, Now, uh, I was like, what the fuck? This is six minutes? What the hell? Yeah. But now it's good. I fucking have to do the whole chorus again, and then do the do 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 Yeah, they got to do that outro. It's, I mean, you don't have The weekend's uh, recent turn without this song. Just, I mean, like, in terms of, like, immediate impact. I mean, I mean you, you don't get an entire wave of, like, not only retro nostalgia being, like, acceptable, but also, like, yeah, you know, like, sincere adoration for pop music coming back without this song. Like, yeah, there's, a, the, like, part of what I read into the, the, like, retro wave is, like, people going back and listen to Nudge Nudge Wink Wink, people like Janet Jackson say or just like icons of the late 80s, early 90s and being like, oh no, like just really just writing pop music. That's quite good, isn't it? And like sometimes they do it shit yep. and you get the Taylor Swift album or sometimes they do it really fucking well and you get like, you know, the best bits of Dua Lipa in the weekend. And like, you know, we, we, we end up here where like people are actually writing pop music because they want to write pop music. Oh, this part with the pianos? Yeah. Hang on, it's when it goes up an octave here. Oh, I love that one. So cool. Sorry, continue. And, and, I mean, that's it. Like, we, we rediscovered that writing pop music might be a good thing. 
and that's, I mean, I'm not going to say single-handedly down to this track, but, you know, it's put us on a trajectory. In a damn cap. Yeah, you want to talk? That shit goes nuts. So good. Oh my god, it's. Uh, oh my god, we we saw it's. Uh, we're I I don't even feel like we're like halfway done yet. We only have a couple songs left to Dude, go. We decided this was going to be a podcast. We didn't plan this. We decided this to be a podcast where we just narrated a playlist, and it's an hour and twenty-five minute playlist. We're going to wrap this up first. It's, we look. can look backwards at the end, but yeah. Uh, okay, that was, uh, you know, 2013-2014. rolls around and suddenly he is... This, uh, this young kid named Kendrick Lamar decides he has something he needs to say. And um, suddenly we're yelling Pharrell vocals in protest punches. It fucks me up that, like, this is the most important political song of the decade. Like, without, without yep. even think about it at all. Like, it just is. Um, and it's not a Kendrick line that we shout. Like, I want to wake up, I recognize you looking at me for the pay cut. Crazy. Scheming, and let me tell you about my life. Painkillers only put me in the twilight. My pretty pussy and Benjamin is the highlight. And tell my mama I love her, but this what I like. Lord knows, 20 of them in my Chevy. Tell them all to come and get me, reaping everything I sow. So my comma coming, having no preliminary hearings. I'm a record. I'm a motherfucking gangster. And silence for the record. Uh. Sorry, that was very embarrassing. I'm gonna do that for the start of verse two. I'm sorry. Do we need? Is this the one we actually need to pause so we can talk about it? Or? I don't know. I mean, it's so okay. So like, the thing that fucks me up about this is like, I, like I said, like we sing the Pharrell hook, but like this is not only of the Pharrell hook because he performs it fucking incredibly. Like it would be worse if he was like strident and demanding about this. He is like cheeky and like he's a right. Like he fucking bites that yep. by the end of that team. Oh. Like pulls it. It's, it's like joy and expression in that, and like it, the song wouldn't work without it being that fucking. Oh, she wants you a house, you a car, for the acres and a mule, a piano, a guitar, anything. See, my name is Lucy. I'm your dog. Motherfucker, you could live at the mall. I can see the evil. I can tell it. I know when it's illegal. I don't think about it. I deposit every other zero. Digging in my pocket, put the candy painted on the regal. Digging in my pocket, ain't a profit big enough to feed you every day. My logic and another dollar just to give you the presence of your chico. Ah! I don't talk about it, be about it, every day I sequel, if I got it, then you know I got it, heaven, I can read you, pet dog, pet dog, pet dog, my dog, that's y'all, they crack and chat, I trap the bag for y'all, I rap, I black, I'm tracks, I rest assured, my rights, my wrongs, I write till I'm right with God. Dude, this album's fucking crazy. Album's insane. So, man... And I mean, it's this 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 song this song was so good that it's like damn is almost entirely about how uh, about like the larger like white response to this song. Fucking title. And just like which is crazy. It's and again like you think about this track and like it's supposed to be to butterfly supposed to be the grand expensive one. Again, like. The vocal arrangement makes it seem like you got this big fucking choir behind you, but no, this is flat. This is up front. The drums are like 
completely up, like on a level. The only thing is that the fucking Terrace Martin sats, like it's the only thing like floating, like adding depth to what's otherwise a really, really like straightforward Pharrell track. But it fucking nails it. And again, like has the like exuberance in Pharrell's performance, which is all of four lines to like sell the hook. And the hook is like the most important cultural, well, cultural moment in, you know, like the crossover between politics and pop music we had all decade, straight up. I did put the album version on here, so the poem is just wrapping up here. Here we go. This was the song that I realized we needed to put on here. It's, I mean, from 2012 to 2016, the landscape of music has changed so severely in those in those four. Its culture has changed so severely in between those four years. And we have one of the only songs on Frank Ocean's... Words fail to describe this record. Uh, Frank Ocean's Blonde, one of the only songs with drums. You gotta get the guy with the best drums in the biz. You got freaking Pharrell Williams on Pink and White. I mean, it's so good. I just, whenever I hear this track now, I think about Kevin Durant saying it's one of his, it was his favorite track. <laughs> so perfect. Visions of Kevin Durant flying through the clouds. Just like him on a very lonely, um, like, plane ride with the noise-canceling headphones and the hoodie pulled over them, like flying back from a <laughs> from a game six in Cleveland. Like, uh, I, I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> I don't want to be. It's all downhill from here. In the wake of a hurricane, dark skin up a summer shade. Nose dive in the floodlines, tall crowd or a milk crate. It's the same way you showed me. Can I pull up the porch side? All the kids try off the roof. Just the same way you showed me. See, it's. God, it's. For like. Kneel down to the dry land, kiss the earth. This fucking cord thing. That fucking oh that bass line just knowing that it needs to just like twist just fucking grab That's, it and twist it slightly the end of that verse you showed me love hey who's that on background vocals huh. uh tiffany from new york voice beyonce <laughs> you can do <laughs> that <laughs> It's, I don't. I. I Only one motherfucker on the I planet. I don't can even do that think she's her. credited. She's not on uh, on Spotify. The production credits are Frank Ocean, Pharrell Williams, and produced by a single dash. Uh, it's this. This is so good. It's I think having a Pharrell, uh, having a Pharrell beat on like the first third of your album that is about like exploring your childhood past in the summer and stuff. Yeah. Uh, is such a such a crucially smart idea because Pharrell did score those moments of childhood, really, as yeah. we just talked we about. Literally just did that. Life immortality. And then I think Skyline Two is after this, which is gorgeous. But uh, oh, it's so be, it's, Pharrell it, it is sort of back in the and then solo. So uh, you're right, you're right. Pharrell is back in the picture here. The truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off. Hey. Uh. Hey, NERD is back with man. This is I I listened to this album. It's this album came out uh, like late summer, 
so it's uh, late summer 2017. So this is definitely like one of the... Uh, oh, December... Sorry, December 15th. So I was definitely listening... This was like one of the first albums I listened to when I first moved out to Vancouver. Uh, which is kind of hilarious. Uh, <laughs> it's... I mean, it is... It's very much a... It's, it's sort of like, I don't know how to describe it. It's like, for, it's, Pharrell already got like the ultimate protest cut with All Right. Like that, that's already in his, uh, his belt. But it's, oh, thank you, Wretch. Oh, really? The switch up in the Rihanna verse is insane on this track. I mean, it's like, it's, this album, No One Ever Really Dies, uh, it is both like, really, it's, there, 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 it's, I know, I know a lot of people who, um, both like, it's, I, 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 I have people on all sides of this album, basically. It's, uh, I mean... It's technically this is not even really a uh, this is this is sort of a Pharrell solo album because uh, Chad only has uh, Chad Hugo only has one writing credit on it and that's that's with ESP it's not this song so technically I mean like it's Hugo's been around and like God he's just. This is, this is a Pharrell solo album that was sort of, like, resurrecting, like, the idea of, like, protest and, like, grunge and stuff. Uh, and it's, it does actually speak about a lot of stuff, like, it's got anti-immigration. It's, this, this is the, this is, like, the earliest I can see, like, a, you know, like, 2010s huge recording artist actually, like, speak out about, like, transgender rights on this album. Which is really cool. That's cool. Uh, I mean, like, coming off of Blurred Lines, eh, but, you know. Uh, I, I hate this cover, by the way. This is, uh... I mean, I, I, I get it. I don't think it's good. I'm just like, I didn't know you were gonna, you know, hate it like that. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's fine. It's, I wish it was like an actual, sorry. There we go. Uh, it's it's it would be so much cooler if it was actually just like a like a like a temp tattoo on this lady's tongue or something instead of just being like text. Because it, it looks too like uh, it looks too Louis, uh, which is not what I want this record to be. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Hey. Oh, now we are. I'm. I, it's when I woke up, I was like, okay, we put stir fry on here. I'm not gonna be bummed out about the Migos. <laughs> but it's Pharrell starting to get back to like immediately like bolstering and like featuring artists prominently. And Mi Migos were all caps the act in 2018. I don't, I don't think you can dispute that. Just like he's he just doing enough to stretch them, like force them to stretch their legs a little bit, and they fucking rise to it so effortlessly. 
Like the, the Migos have like a compass and this just drags a tiny stretch out of it. Just up the tempo a little it's bit. Still, it's like having it. it's, it's uh like having them try and hit the uh like that's it like do you think Pharrell like just thinking about it like do you think Pharrell sat back down after you know years of this like really big arranging thing and been like I used to be able to make fucking incredible hip hop beats look at all the kids making fucking incredible hip hop beats I'm gonna be able to do that I feel I feel that moment just happened sometime in like 2017 yes absolutely and we get things like stuff right out it's so good because again it's got all the inventions it's got all the rhythmic stuff it's got you know the incredible songwriting and the incredible balance I will say never needs to crank um, it to sound fucking you know turn the fuck up yes it's Pharrell Pharrell like I'm Pharrell uh uh, it's, he dipped his toes back in the water. Now he's all the way in at yeah, this yeah. point. Uh, I gotta say, fucking. Uh, uh, I I will say it's. I'm a little shocked that none of us included any like songs from Sweetener on here, because that's. I feel like that in many ways is also like a huge songwriting coronation for Pharrell as well as Ariana. Yeah. But I mean, it's you know, it's it's just Sweetener. <laughs> Let me just see. Do the do my favorite tracks on this record have the um, credits? Because I've got a bunch of favorite tracks on this record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess we, the title track is probably the one that I'd go for. But I mean, to, to me, the track on this record is Notice That the Cray. And that is not for our joint. So yeah, it was not actually thinking about it. <laughs> to be honest, I am just thinking about Into You, which is the only Ariana track that fundamentally matters. And that's very much a Max Martin track. This is not a Max Martin episode. <laughs> I mean, it's just stir fry stuff, right? Great song. It bangs. Uh, as we move into like an era of like Pharrell like involving himself with like younger era of production, uh, we do have to talk about uh, wasting time, which is one of uh, like it's. I mean, th- there are songs which have like actual like featuring the Neptunes credits, but this is such a, this is such a like very obvious attempt to pull that like sort of like that association in uh it's a cover watch for this i mean like it's it's just like the nego inspired the amount of rap tapes that just have like people uh referencing the in my mind yeah. cover is immense i mean clearly the fucking design what like it's i mean it's so cool it's so cool now we've got to have Drake. Oh, that, uh, it's late for a production like that. Mm. That's going to come up on our next track as well. Our final one. I mean, it's like, it's, this is, this is Pharrell at his most, most like self-aware writing and like most self-aware creative direction. Also so crazy that Drake is on here. I like, that's, that's sort of like a white flag moment for the beef, <laughs> I guess, you know? Or maybe Drake is just like, oh, this will be spicy. Oh, Drake will be like, oh man, this is for the content. Let's do this. And I 
I'm, oh, that that uh, that side chain yeah. on the uh, the string line there. That was kind of hot. Just gotta have that little bit of push. Little Jay Paul action there. It's, uh, I largely think uh, Brent is uh, ain't shit. I, I mean, he's uh, he's a great singer, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'm just meh. yeah. No, I you talk. I uh, I didn't know who the fuck. I I'd heard this crap before. I have no idea who the fuck Brent Fryer is actually as a person. And I probably it's fine. Uh, you don't gotta it's worry fine. about I can it. Keep it that way. Yeah. Yep. He's he's like sort of an asshole. I don't remember everything in particular, but he's like sort of an asshole. Look at that. I'm just enjoying the fucking beat. Unfortunately, this is yep. a five-minute track, and I'm just like vibing at minute two, and I don't have it down. Yeah, it's we it's we gotta get to Drake. Oh, actually, it's I can talk about. Uh, it's, we have to go back to Lemon. Sorry, because I was just I was just rambling about no one ever really dies. That it's Lemon got a remix with Drake also in this mm. song, and that that's an incredible point of time where Drake was. It's for Drake. It was like wake up be horny for Rihanna like to the point where it's like you will tank your career over like telling her you want to have sex with her so bad and then then it's eating and breathing yeah on terms of like the hierarchy of needs there yeah uh very hilarious hey there he is it's i mean it's it's got it's got it's got early era pharrell like string sections like really downplayed and it's he's playing with 808s so much stronger now as well I would love to see Pharrell tackle like a drill song. I mean, I know, I know he had numbers with uh, Skepta, but that's just like grime, yeah, yeah. and also that's a bad song, and I didn't want to include no, it on here. No bad thing. Quit talking numbers. Not not calculator. Again, like he's a sore even, guy. Drake even sounds sorry. Drake even sounds younger on this song. Like it sounds like a mixtape Drake era song. I know what you mean. But yeah, on a, on a basic level, like I don't think Pharrell at this point is interested at in like trend chasing in so much as like he. I'm sure he's felt the need to update his stylings all the time. Clearly, clearly has. We talked about that. But. I'm sure the recording session for this was really difficult because Drake really prides himself on being sort of like a chameleon through genres, and Pharrell is strictly about like taking what is singularly good about you and like propping yeah. you up. I assume Drake was Drake was difficult about that. When Drake is literally a donut of an artist. <laughs> sugary. He's a donut hole of an no, artist. No, no, he's sugary, like lacking in nutrition and, and empty in the middle. I know, I know. Jesus. Sorry, let me let me fucking make my jokes. That's I, mine was better. I'll say it. He's a donut hole because he's nothing. He's like the hole of a donut. God, we eventually do have to talk. We have, I want to do a Drake cover watch so bad because that will be the maddest I ever get on a podcast recording. That'll tank any future career I have in music. Just like <laughs> screaming about how bad I hate Drake's album covers. Uh, uh, last song of the night, folks. We got there. I- Straight, Straight up. up. Uh, cash, 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 cash.
We we come back to where it started. As soon as I figured out who Twenty One Savage was, he's become one of my favorite artists the last like five years. He's so cool. He's so cool. And yeah, like just like this is as noxious as Mr. Me Too. Like it's not as like singular and remarkable and like ahead of its moment. But like this beat fucking scares me. <laughs> yeah. It's I it's we sort of lost the thread of the Tyler link up yeah. with Pharrell. I mean as well. there is, there's also where it's, it's stuff as well. Yes, it's, but it, it's uh, Tyler spent like four albums being like, I love Pharrell, I love Pharrell so much, I want to work with Pharrell all the time, and Pharrell was like, Sure, man, all right, and, and now they're just buddies, and uh, they they are they are both at the top of their game. It's it's like prequel Obi Wan and Luke hanging out is those guys. Wanna be that guy? Wanna be his buddy? Oh, it's it's I mean like it's true like it's uh, Tyler Tyler writes way crazier chords than Pharrell ever could but because he wanted to write chords like Pharrell and Pharrell was like sure all right that's awesome and now he's now Tyler is like and, and now now they look perfect next to each other just like impeccable style different kind of impeccable style and they're just like they are both comfortable like holding themselves up with the beats and the verses next to 21 Savage fucking like going off the chain because this 21 Savage performance is insanely good too so good we talked over all of it but it's oh monster verses from everybody here fucking yeah uh, the video we should just mention I, it makes me think of just sort of like now I ain't heard of that. I hit the beach in a furry hat. Yeah. She got a gapa, she purring back. I'm looking like where he at? Get out the way. That girl, my hey, rock on my hand. Nah, this ain't Dwayne. Do this shit get on yellow like pee on it on both sides. Yeah, you could say I'm pee on it. It's the tiniest thing, but adding in the haze, adding in this big like boisterous hey. thing, it just moves it from hey. it moves it from the like really tight, really like angry, really you know anxious shit going on the first task to like Tyler just does better when things are a bit boisterous and a bit fucking scrappy and messy and like six digits peep through the wolves right side I sit tiny in little element. the watch a king with a dent in it and skirt on a plane just me and my bitch in it uh. just know it's big business and stay full with them racks I hit tennis and no money phone the account go get interest from the back door I go 2.5 from the last show the client stage didn't match my ethos hmm they know that I'm sick with it just uh, yes, this music video is crazy. This music video for me it's, is it, like, you know, tripping in VR chat. Like, it's so good. <laughs> it's, the, it's the most like Fortnite live yes. event shit ever, which is so funny. Uh, oh my god. Hit like Zoom. Anytime I do something, motherfuckers like, woof. Oof. Using the minimal possible cash elements cash to go cash from cash the cash tiny not just hip hop beat to the like big orchestrated Tyler like blowout chaotic thing. So totally confident. It's it knows its structure and progression. For, so for, Pharrell can produce. Pharrell can fucking produce a song like nothing else. Yeah, that is the ultimate. Pharrell is here to fucking stay, and he will mean mug you with the homies. That's and he, that's it. Just throws right. out fucking cash and cash out like it's nothing. Jesus. It's so. I mean, it's we've we've. It's I mean. It's almost dry. Uh, Pusha T's record has a bunch of Pharrell yep. songs on there. It's like Pharrell versus Kanye beat tape, basically. <laughs> but uh, it's we figured that was a great place to stop, just because it's 
I mean, it's you got grinding, you got Mr. Me Too, and you got cash in, cash out as like the the three headed like grimy rap Cerberus of Pharrell, where it's like, oh, he can still kind of like do this forever, yeah, probably. <laughs> and that's what I think when I think uh, Pharrell's beats being timeless. Yeah. Yeah, again, like, he fun- in the same way, remarkable consistency is a euphemism for, like, there are tropes that have not gone away. Like, the flatness is still there in different ways. It's, like it, the- there are tropes that Pharrell is keeping in because there. Because he wants like, it's, it. It's- because they're so oh, good so- and they're distinctive and they give people the tools to do what they want. And, like, I just think in terms of a staging thing, like, in an era where, you know, like, prior to him, it was a lot of the, like, incredibly deep, lush, orchestrated R&B. And afterwards, you got just sort of, you know, like, Max martin pop, which was incredibly about, like, you know, dynamism, which, you know, allowed for the punchiest, like, most upfront, loudest version of every single possible element. Like, big, stuff sounding big as fuck on radio. Um, He managed to provide, like, platforms for artists. One, because he's a fucking incredible songwriter, understands his artists and, like, puts them there. Like, he's just fucking what you can do for JT, what you can do for Frank Ocean, whatever, you know, like puts them, you know, puts the artist on a pedestal. Put the artist <laughs> on a hey host. Uh, yeah, sorry. Fuck out to die for. Exactly. Um, but then also just like, we need to, we need to, sorry, we need to do an episode about that song in particular. <laughs> Cause it's the most dement, it's the most demented shit I've ever heard. It's, so that's, it's a goosebumps remix is the most like two rappers in a booth. Like, cooked off their fucking ass just making each other laugh <laughs> so and it's like nobody else is feeling it no. at all <laughs> so so much of kendrick's features are just oh, that all of the black panther soundtrack is just oh God. sometimes kendrick just goes off on one and he's literally just like rap gremlin in that mode and it's very funny but like i'm it's, sure no one else so likes funny. it whatsoever it's it's him and Soundwave are just like yucking it up in the yeah. corner, and all like the mixing guys are like, okay, I mean, man, we get I, it. I mean, it's this is kind of why this is kind of why all the black hippie cuts are so good. Like the fucking yeah, yeah, oh, fucking, oh, do not that, get that fucking part. Kendrick and Schoolboy in the same the, the, fucking that part, house. The that part black hippie remix, just like them, all of them fucking going off on one because they can because they're buds and they just like going off on one with each other. It's yeah, all of which is to say, um, yeah, Pharrell yes. does the thing where he puts people on a pedestal, but without doing the Max Martin thing and make it really loud or doing the old orchestration thing of, you know, like arranging it like it's a fucking uh, orchestral R&B track. Like fucking, mm-hmm. the, you're, I, either you've got Mariah Carey or you've got Frank Sinatra and you treat them the same way. Um, he does it by flatness. He does it by like the hip hop thing. Like, you know, you have a beat and it sticks at a level and it pokes forwards when you have elements to like announce themselves and then it recedes to a level. And that's a platform for people to sit on top of. And it is just like staged mm-hmm. so beautifully. And he's so fucking good at it. And the like the taste and also the songwriting is just there to make it work every fucking time. I'm, yeah. It's so good. The GOAT. The GOAT. G-O-A-T. Oh my God. Dude, so much fun. What incredible music. Dude. Oh my guy's so good. I gotta go listen to Rockstar again. Fuck it. Can we end this on Rockstar? Do it, Can do I it. it's I never got to do talk it. about Alright. So one more song on one here. More song. Uh, one more song. Song. One more song. The it's I won't I won't play this one just because it's I think it's kinda too stupid. Uh because and it's I like I like the actual version of it better. Uh I think honestly my favorite song of all time. N.E.R.D. Rockstar and what is what is like endured through 
like various years of like leveling up in taste of music and like critiques that no this is it this is the fucking one i'm just i'm just i'm gonna stream this fucking poses all right We got the music video going here. This is this. It's when I think of like Pharrell's like the grunge gym rat hero. This is the video I think of where it's like it's like a white person block party college movie thing going on here. And it's so cool. <laughs> there's you there's Chad just getting just hit. Fucking dodgeball as fuck. Call your boy. Jason Schwartzman getting the shit beat out of him there. I see shit beats again. That's not actually Jason Schwartz. And cheerleaders just falling out the roof. The hosts have teleported in. Here we go! It's almost over now. Almost over now. He's very short. This song is this so... Is short. <laughs> it's, it's so awesome. Let's go. James Rubiniak getting host. Let's go. <laughs> Oh shit, they got three guys going up the rail. Oh, this song is so good. This is, uh, this is still, I think, my favorite song ever. <laughs> yeah! I'm about to hit him with the top of a cop car. It's so cool. When I was younger, I, I thought high school was going to be exactly like this video. Where it's where people have like some 41 yeah. and like three days grace. I have any RT. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Oh, that shit. Brooklyn Nine Nine opening ass. I'm in awe. Yeah. Oh shit, that is mad skeevy, coach. And they got a monkey there for no reason. Always need a monkey. I swear, Tyler probably watched that shot of someone pulling up the the knee like yep. socks yep. over and over again. He probably rewound that four seconds time and time again. I swear. Also, it's you ain't heard that we swallow guys. And so we gotta call Emmy up for like the homoerotic drill compilation mm -hmm. lyric and then throw this mm -hmm. on here. No one ever really dies! Do you believe that? Well, if not. <laughs> oh, it's so.
Love it. Love it, sir. Rap and rock together was a force in the 2000s. They should still be on the radio. Still one of my favorite beats. True. Oh, the songs. They need to bring this type of... I'm 52. <laughs> I'm 52. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That's that is the first Pharrell song I ever heard from SSX3. And I love... It's uh, immediately just fell in love with this guy. So good. So fucking cool. Yeah. And I, I fucking... I never knew any idea until I was like, Oh, what are all the kids talking about on Pitchfork? Um... Are the were the kids talking about any idea? They were talking about Pharrell. And was just like, what has Pharrell been up to in his previous career? I gotta say, it's like Ian sees that like the new NERD album showed up, and he's just like, "All right, cracks knuckles. All yeah, right, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. let me see how many ways I can call this like the nine eleven of music this time. Let's <laughs> go." But yeah, no, like I I got in because he turned out to be the best pop producer of a like a fifteen year period, as well as also that you know, pop cultural icon and fashion, like, like ethos era starter. Yeah. He can just be both. He can literally just be both. Insane. <sighs> we done it? I think we're done. I, God. <sighs> <laughs> Shit. So yeah, next week, well next week, next episode, we will have friend of the pods, Jakey on Jam Cam. Let's go. To talk about th three albums that we haven't yet picked out. Um, we know what Jakey's is going to be, but we'll announce the picks in the description. Yep. Where can people find you on the internet, boo? Uh, they can find me rapping on the top of a cop car. I, I imagine this all the time. It's a very good site. As well as at Buchanan on most social media networks. Uh, Twitter in particular, uh, SoundCloud and Bandcamp. And I also have a t-shirt store at Buchanan.Creators slash Spring or whatever. the Just search up Buchanan Teespring. You'll get it. They change their fucking name all the time. Uh, Alexis, where the fuck can people find well, you? You would go for devil, weather, uh, hell. There were many that I, that could have been. I was, I was, I was going to say dang heck, but I feel like I've said dang heck all the I, time. I, I don't I remember just, a dang saying, heck on this podcast, to be honest. I, I was just going like, where the dang heck can people find you? Uh, it's somebody, it's, get in the comments and like, it's all, all the all the hot singles heads. All the singles out there. Can you, uh, can you, can you count that? Alexis, where the fuck can people find <laughs> you? You can find, uh, on the information superhighway. The, on the information superhighway. You can find me on Twitter at regression with three S's. Don't forget the third S. Never. You can also now find the podcast itself at hot singles. S I N G O S. <gasps> um, make sure you boo grab the login and start shit posting from that because we need some content. Hashtag content. Um, we don't need any content. No, we don't you, need to do that. If you, I, have, it's, it's Alexis. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run that account to the ground. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna post pictures of Andre 3000 and Big Boy and say, who better? Thinking emoji. Be honest. I would love or for like, you to uh, do uh, that. Or like, a, or like a picture of Jaden Smith in a skirt, being like, how y'all feel about I, this? I would love you to do that so much. You would. That would be awful. <laughs> no, I, I, I want. Boo. The secret is, I want clout. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. Um, rev up those fucking posting engines. Uh, yeah, you can find me. Rev on up those posting engines, cause I sure am hungry for some takes. Yeah, but you can find uh, you can you can find us at at Hot Singos. Um, and you can find me playing Limbus Company and Umineko for the next two weeks. Um, that's been all on a very special trial run of who the fuck is that guy? Hot Singles. We'll be back very soon. Thank you so much.
Bye. No one ever really dies. Do you believe that? Well, if not, for you.